Hi there, I'm Colleen Hunt from Gloop Free Gold, and I'm starting this podcast as, uh, I promised Russell Bronson from, uh, Click funnels that I would uh, broadcast every day for a year. So he said to all of us that we're doing the One Funnel Away Challenge to um, have the first episode as being my backstory to tell you guys where I came from. So um, I turned 50 quite a few years ago, and when I woke up, I started looking around and realizing that I hated my job. Uh, I wanted to do something that made more than a paycheck. I was making good money at the time, my husband and myself, and going to Vegas once or twice a year. And it just, everything seemed like it was an empty lifestyle. And there was the fact that every day for the last 13 years, Every single day that I went into work, I was terrified I was going to die. The reason was because I was an equipment mechanic that worked with high voltage. Uh, I think the highest I worked with was uh, 42,000 volts. I was uh, petrified of it. I was nervous. I wasn't confident. I felt like an imposter. But I worked with it every day. It paid the bills, it put a roof over my head, and when I turned 50, I decided I needed to do something that I would look forward to doing. Um, Something that meant more than a paycheck, something that would make me jump out of bed because I was so excited for my day. I wanted to be my own boss. Uh, I wanted to have more control of over my day-to-day hours. Um, I still wanted to make a decent living, which I haven't <clears throat> really done since um, I left uh, that job. And, um, But more so, have control over my life. Uh, I, I always felt I had a, a bigger purpose, but I didn't know what that purpose was. So... I researched different jobs. What could I do? I knew um, the company I was working for at the time was going to be closing in a year and a half. And I figured now's the opportunity to take that time and and find out something because I was 51, 52 at the time. And I had another 15 years of work. So I've been baking since I was four And I did not want to start a job as a baker. I wanted to start um, selling vegetables and stuff at the farmer's market. But I realized after the first couple markets that I did that I had to bake to even out my sales. Or at least to get a steady income of sales. So I went back and I started uh, baking again. Everyone that has met me or know me has a favorite meal, a favorite dessert. Um, If I, for example, if I haven't seen somebody in a while and we meet up and there's a new person in the crowd, they'll explain what my cooking or my baking tastes like. So 
So I started baking for uh, farmer's markets and uh, some of the spouses of my uh, customers asked for me to bake gluten-free. And at the time, I think it was uh, 2012, there wasn't that much information uh, out there for gluten-free items. And what was out there <laughs> um, was not consistently good for people. And not a lot of people were happy with what they were getting because it... Um, it was something to eat. And I didn't understand that because I didn't think I had any gluten-free problems. So um, I researched websites and articles and talked to people that uh, were celiac or gluten intolerant and asked what they did. How did they bake for themselves? And I kept uh, experimenting for the first year and a half, two years. I had a few successful uh, recipes that consistently turned out, but I had thousands of dollars of food that I'd thrown out. Because obviously someone's the best recipe was a whole lot lower on their, uh, what's the word for it? What they consider the best was not even close to, on my scale. If I wanted something that was the best, I considered it to be the same taste, the same texture, the same everything as gluten-free, uh, everything as gluten, but was gluten-free. So while I was doing this and starting to get a following, I realized that I started with two items. They were always sold out. Uh, that was in September of 2012. By December, 85% of the items that I was making was gluten-free. And I was always one of the first people to sell out at the market. By the spring of 2013, I was able to replicate our carrot cake recipe to have the same texture, the same taste, the same everything, except it was gluten-free. So that was when... Uh, we fully renovated the kitchen and made it a dedicated gluten-free facility. I realized, too, while I was doing this, I figured, you know what? If, if everyone is uh, going on and on about the gluten-free items, I should be eating it as well. Because I'm making it, I should be backing it. And it took probably three months before I realized that the joint pain that I had the migraines that I had daily. Now, this this is pain that I've had since I was a child. This was, to me, I considered normal. This was, this was what everyone else was going through. And then when I was sitting there and I realized I hadn't taken any ibuprofen for months, um, I didn't feel like a seven-year-old woman anymore. Uh, I felt younger again. I had to uh, realize it was the change in my diet. Lots of people had said that our items were good that we were making. We um, 
after two years, we were up to, I think, 100 different varieties. And we had a line of uh, frozen items that we were selling as well. But I thought they were being nice. Or I thought that they didn't have much choice in what they uh, had to, to buy. And then I went to an event... I was on the board of directors for the farmer's market, and they were nice enough to buy some store-bought gluten-free items for our lunch because they knew a couple of the uh, directors were gluten-free. It was the worst piece of garbage I had ever had in my life. Um, I thought if I microwaved it, because my stuff microwaves, it would it would get better or maybe softer, and it just made it worse. Then I realized that the research I had been doing, the techniques that I had been using, the recipes that I had developed and the mixes that I had developed, all combined, they made gluten-free food taste like normal food. It... It had the same texture, it had the same taste, it had everything the same. The only thing it didn't have was the gluten. And that was when I realized that <laughs> this isn't normal. A lot of people saying that they did this and they did that, but they weren't getting the same results I was getting. So when I realized that, I thought, you know what? I have to help as many people as possible to be able to eat quality food again. I had a lot of customers come to me, new and old customers, and they would tell me that they had given up on eating. Eating, some of them giving up on eating, period. They had tried so many different crappy versions of food that the joy of their day-to-day -day living was gone. All affected because of the gluten. Um, yeah. So, um, I was working from morning to night, seven days a week. I guess it was like four in the morning to 11 at night uh, for the farmer's market year-round trying to get um, uh, product out, product put aside, um, gathering up uh, ingredients. Uh, we grew a lot of our own so that during the winter we would uh, be okay. But no matter how hard I worked to build the company, there was no one, no one to pass it to. I remember my daughter saying, Mom, I will never, ever work as hard as you. And I went, oh, okay. So here I am at a uh, crossroads in my life. I think I was 53. Um, I had just gotten uh, a divorce. I was in for a settlement. Um, I w had just received an internet offer. Um, they wanted to carry uh, our 100 plus items. And um, 
One day on the treadmill, the thought came to me, oh, why? Why are you working so hard? And for what? It's not like uh, you're passing the company down anybody. There's a lot of products coming out. North America in the past couple years then was, was fulfilling all the desires for what most people wanted. So I knew I had to work another 10 years. I hated, hated driving to market. Sometimes I drove three, three hours one way um, through the snow. I lived in uh, northern Alberta through the snow. Uh, sometimes before the snow plows were out. Uh, I hated snow, hated it with a passion. So I still wanted to do what I was doing, but I wanted it to have a bigger impact. So I started uh, uh, investigating, went on the internet, and tried to find a place that had no snow, would have no coups. Um, their economy was fairly stable. I needed an influx of North Americans or Europeans because gluten-free is expensive to make. And um, I chose Panama to move to. I gave uh, three months notice to my uh, customers. I uh, sold everything I had. I left two bins with my sister of paperwork from the company. And I came down here with a pack sack all knowing that I was going to open up a gluten-free bakery in Panama. Now, it wasn't until I was down here for a year that it dawned on me that that was the most ridiculous thing I could hear anyone say. It, it, it was needed, and it is still needed, but if I knew the whole gist of what I was going to go through. I came down to Panama, never visiting here before, never speaking the language, didn't know anybody. I just knew there was one place that, uh, one town that I had researched in Panama that would uh, be ideal. It was Boquete uh, in the highlands in Cherokee province. I, uh, when I came to Panama, I stayed in the city, and then I ventured out to uh, four or five other uh, towns that were recommended uh, for my research, and they were too small. And I ended up, a month and a half later, I ended up in Boquete. And I knew once I got off the bus that this was home. And within two days, I uh, had an apartment. I still couldn't speak the language. I had to rely on trusting um, the locals to take the proper amount of money because they do have a different currency. They do take American, but they have different currency. And over the next six months, I worked my way on uh, getting a visa 
learning the ins and outs to start a business, getting a work permit, uh, getting my uh, food handling course and certification. It's all in Spanish, even though I didn't speak Spanish. Don't ask me how I did it. I look back and I just, I'm amazed. And then I did open up, I started at the farmer's market here. And we started opening, uh, we started having a following. A lot of people were excited with the fact that they could still eat again. But the strange thing that I found out was how many Panamanians were just, just discovering that they had this disease. And just discovering that the food that I was able to provide, they were able to eat again. We opened up a bakery. And, uh. I was able to develop recipes that I've never had the time before. When I did the farmer's markets in um, Canada, I was so busy that every new recipe I tried, I would do a five times batch. 95% uh, of the time it turned out. That 5% would really upset me. But 95% of the time, I'm able to convert recipes to be the same texture, same taste, same everything, but make them gluten-free. So here I am. I've been here over four years now. Uh, this past May, I closed the bakery. Um, I did a year of uh, off-hour Spanish and English baking classes. And from that and from the response, I decided to reach a larger audience by teaching online. Uh, I've had people for the last eight years ask me to do cookbooks. And this past uh, month, I've cranked out two cookbooks and this week I'm going to finish my third The skills that I have, I believe, would be better served to teach people so that they can teach the other members in the family. They can teach the, the next generation to be able to eat. And eat well. My emotions are a little screwy. Um, in the last four years, my allergies have become really bad. And this past October, I had stopped eating for five days. And now I'm up to, I think, eight different items I can eat, which is eight, eight more items than I could last month. So, I understand when people say that um, you don't know what it feels like. But I do. 
I know what it feels like to uh, be in a room full of food and you can't eat. I know what it feels like to have every thought you have be consumed by the thoughts of food. But I also know that I can help people so they don't have to feel like me. And that is a really good gift. So, I hope you'll stay tuned. Then I will be back. It's the first day of 364 more days to go. And hopefully I'll be able to get a little bit more control over my emotions. So I'll sign out for now. And I thank you for listening. Colleen Hunt from Gloop Pre-Gold.